and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. It's not morning. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> last week we did film in the morning. <coughs> well, like, we filmed morning. all the way to the afternoon. We did. <laughs> last week, um, if you watched us live, you saw that we did three episodes back to back this week. We're, we're planning on doing two. Uh, they are going to be a little bit out of order. You're going to see that this one is going to pop up probably... Before after the fact, one, yeah, yeah, after the one that we're filming after this, which yeah, is before this chronological, we're, we're filming filming them out of order just so everybody knows it's going to be a little tricky, but we're going to get it all done. Yeah. Now the reason for this is because we like to post it on the board game revolution forum on on Facebook, yeah, and or that group page, not the forum, but uh, we want to give them a little bit of time to vote, and we just kind of posted it fairly recently, but yeah. that's fine. We'll get back into that. So if you're watching us live, awesome, you're going to have a great couple episodes that you get to hear. If you're watching us in the past, well, enjoy the episode when it comes out, as you've probably already heard it already. <laughs> That's true. So just once again, I want to reiterate, thank you, everybody who watches or listens to the podcast. It helps That's us, right. especially since as of recording, today is, what, the 29th? The 29th of December. Yeah, That's so right. we're going to be talking about our 22 gaming resolution, 2022 gaming resolutions, right? which this will air... I'm trying to think, so... Probably mid-January, give or no, take. No, so it'll be the second week of January. Second week of next January. Next week will be the um, our how we felt about our most anticipated games of 2021. Gotcha. This week, um, there's going to be a double upload. There's the audio side already up for our gaming goals revisited last week. Um, from last week, it's up today. You're going to get a double upload this week. You're going to get the top eight debate on Friday, and then next Friday will be the gaming um, games revisited. Very cool. And then, of course, uh, for the 2022 anticipated games, we're going to wait till about March or so. Yeah, we're, we're we're looking into it. We want to make sure Gamma is going to go off without a hitch. Yep. If we think Gamma is going to go off, we'll hold off on it till yep. uh, March after Gamma. If we... Th- doesn't look like gamma is going to go well or if it's not going to be as big as gamma used to be where you got a lot of the gaming announcements we may do it say in february or something like that so yep that sounds good yeah because we want to definitely be anticipating games that, <laughs> yeah uh, as our last year's episode proved still a lot of them are anticipated right. yeah because uh, we don't have them yet and i did i do have to say again once again i called frosthaven i said they, they everybody was saying it's going to come out this in 2021 <laughs> i'm like no as big as that game is the way the shipping crisis is yeah we, we'll be lucky if we get it in 2022 right exactly and you know it just makes sense like i i can't imagine why people would back a kickstarter now not expecting delays oh like, yeah it, just more uh games in general i mean it took me a while to get my big box for dune imperium because there's just there's a shipping thing going on the containers are really expensive yeah that i i think the shipping like the estimated shipping dates on kickstarters is the second biggest lie in board gaming uh what uh, other than time of play time of play (laughs) exactly (laughs) like how long does it take to play this game you're a liar (laughs) All right, so this just for everybody knows, we're going to be talking about our 2022 gaming resolutions on this episode, or gaming uh, goals. As gaming we call goals, it. Uh, yeah, yep. gaming goals is we're going to call it. Um, I want to kind of ask a question for this one, but I'm going to save it for the top eight debate because the top eight debate is going to air before this one. Okay, sounds good. So, right. but I have a question for you. How did us revisiting last week's episode or last year's episode change your goals this year? Um, not a lot. 
There, there is a few things that are kind of coalescent to what I did last year that are worded a little differently and a different way for me to interact with it, just to still try to meet the goals that I already put last year. Um, other than that, I actually have some really new, uh, some new ones in here as well, as well as stuff for help growing the podcast too. Yeah, uh, our my all eight of mine are new. Oh, okay. I didn't do any of the same ones from last week because of how well that went. <laughs> and if you listen, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one, go listen to it because I did terrible as far as the goals go. I think I got maybe two of out of eight, maybe something like that. Yeah, I'm like I could maybe three check even. My list. Yeah, I mean, but I remember how dismally I did, and yeah. because of that, I ended up changing mine to be a little less ambitious. <laughs> Because even stuff that I thought was going to be a shoe in some of them I didn't even get to do. Let's see. Uh, I met three of them, and one is kind of like a mix. Yeah. I actually found, uh, to speak, speaking of last year's episode, uh, you remember how I did a 10 by 10 with my wife? Yeah. Well, I realized, I found it. And Finally. I found, I found the, the chart, and I ended up saying, okay, well, I need to update this. And I showed my wife, and she just kind of gave me a look like, oh, yeah, we didn't do very good on that. <laughs> but I was like, well, some of them are missing, because I just lost track or lost the chart. Yeah. So I went through and updated it, and there's probably about 12 games that we played out of the 10 by 10 <laughs> which is twice as many as I had listed prior. Yeah. I only had, like, six games listed. So that's uh, good. So... Ish. Ish. Like, I mean, we doubled what we had on it, but it's still... I mean, I can't, I can't say anything. Um, my 100, I don't think I'm going to make. Uh, I'm just going to be shy, just... Timing Shy and everything. by how many? Give or take. Um, I'm going to say probably 10. Oh, we can fix that. We'll, we'll just if we got today. the time yeah. today, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be fine. See, 10 I can games actually... in one day, it's easy. Yeah, it says you. Uh, it would be 11. <laughs> 11, okay. Well, but now, I think I, now, that, now it's not I think happen. I can snag <laughs> some of them uh, just doing solo plays. Right. I'm off uh, New Year's Eve, so I could probably do that from the morning to night. It, do it doesn't help that I got a video game for Christmas. <laughs> that was really, really good. Ooh, nope. Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> darn video games, like, yeah. making us procrastinate on our actual gaming goals. How <laughs> yeah. dare they? Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, just because... I like playing solo, but there's times where I just want a group interaction or if I'm going to play solo, right. hey, I got video games, I can take care of that situation too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It does all the upkeep for you. That, that's yeah. the problem. Like, I'm okay doing the upkeep if we're if there's friendly banter between players, you know, that makes it enjoyable. All right. So you ready to find out what yeah. we've been playing lately? That sounds good. Shall we bring in the Coin of Doom? Sounds good to me. This Coin of Doom is 1995 Denver Quarter. Hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Does it matter? No. no. All right. Heads, I will be going first. So my number eight. Um, actually, before Wait, we get number, into this. Number eight. Yeah, you. we're, we're doing uh, what, what we've been playing. What we've been playing lately. Yeah, <laughs> so I was you're like, number Wait a minute. four. So my number eight, which is a lie. No. <laughs> my number four. Um, I've I, I played this many times before. And I had a friend of mine who, who asked me, he's like, so Danny, what is your thoughts on Funkoverse? And I said, oh, I like it. And he was like, because I have a chance to get a pretty good deal on it. And he told me something, I want to say probably 12, 15, 16, 16 or 17 of the characters, like through the actual sets. 
Oh, okay. Uh, for like 50 bucks. Oh, man. That's like, not bad at all. That's a fantastic deal. Yeah. Yeah. Four packs alone are $40. Yeah. At full retail. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, well, I think you should jump on it personally because that's a great deal. Oh, yeah. And I brought over my Funkoverse, my giant bin of Funkoverse, which is, I have about 35 characters now. I'm waiting on a couple more to be delivered because um, I happen to order a few more. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I like Funkoverse a lot. We played it. He had fun. And yeah, Funkoverse. I, what were the characters we had? He had um, Joker and Batman and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas versus mine, which was Harry Potter. We picked a random. Harry Potter, Jack Skellington, and Dorothy from the Golden Girls. You let Harry Potter die quickly, didn't you? He seemed to be a target, for, like, <laughs> like not with not with my instigation, but he seemed to be a target. But I swear, Dorothy just floored him. Like I won because Dorothy. I threw her right in the middle of everything. Okay, which one's Dorothy? She's the snappy one or the sassy one. The the real the older like the mom. Of I the don't Golden remember. Girls? I've never watched any of the episodes, but because uh, there's. Because I'm trying to remember what the Betty White character's name was. Yeah, wasn't speaking Betty of which, White. Betty White uh, should be turning 100 here in a couple weeks. Wow, that's cool. At the time of airing this, it'd be closer. Yeah, right? <laughs> she is older than sliced bread, officially. Oh, yeah. no, she has been older than sliced bread. Yeah, well, I mean, ever since she was born, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how science works. Uh, or ever since sliced bread, bread was invented. <laughs> that's really how, how to prove that she's been older than... But, you know... No, it, Dorothy, I don't remember which character she was. Um, viewers of the show will probably remember it. But, oh my god, I threw her right in the middle. And she just kept, like, beating up Joker. Like, <laughs> like punching him in the face. Like That seems correct, though. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it was not accurate. She was my tank, easily. Harry Potter ran around. Jack Skellington just completed objectives. He was, he's pretty good as a, as a big character. But I was kind of throwing him just to pick up points and area control. And Dorothy just... Floored him. It was so good. It's uh, awesome. It was such such a fun time, and and it just reminded me how much I enjoy that game genuinely. Because what we did to pick our characters, we just reached in the box, pulled out random Funko Pops, and that's our character. Yeah, I I want to like Funko. I I think it's a good game. I I prefer Unmatched myself, just because yeah. I like the play style that. And Prospero Hall did a great job with Funko. Yep. I just hate the pops. I've never been a fa- sure. big fan of pops, and that's that's the one thing that keeps me away from Funko, the main yeah. thing. Uh, though, I think Funkoverse is a good game. Not a great game, but a good game. Yeah, it's not great. No, I mean, it, functionally, it's not that great of a game. Yeah. But does that diminish the fun? Absolutely not, you know? Yeah, and that's the big thing about gaming. It's just, if, if you're yeah. if you're having fun, then who, who what does that care? Like, right. uh, like Rodney Smith says, and I think that is the greatest line about um, board gaming and how we can be better in the board gaming community. Right. community don't yuck someone else's yum. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, no, I just love how it, the the dice in that game is what I appreciate about it. Because I've seen plenty of combat games that are dice, but it, they don't do hit points in this, which is huge. That's mm-hmm. a really important thing. You either knock them down or knock them out. That's it. And then they get to come back eventually and after a time. The yeah. next round, yeah. yeah. And so it's not a big deal. But what makes it so good is the fact that uh, the, each of the die faces have three hits two defenses, shields, and one crit, which counts as three of whatever you're trying to roll for, which I think that's smart. So that that means that if I'm rolling four dice against your two, mm-hmm. you could still crit defense and you can still easily defend it. I think that's a really smart, simple way to do it. Oh, yeah. It's effective and it makes the dice... It. I don't like it as much when you roll, when you roll your dice and 
there's like blank sides and it's like oh well it's just a nothing it's a whiff you know that's that's boring you know yeah 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 this you're always rolling something but whether you know defense will be whiffs for me attacks will be whiffs for you but it you're always rolling something and it's fun and it's a very simple easy way to do it and the way that the characters do it that's really where it shines every character is super different and it just works based on the character and it all makes sense like Mm-hmm. Kool-Aid Man breaks down walls, you know. Uh, <laughs> it is very thematic with the way the characters are used. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Doc Brown flips the cooldown track. Like, that's a simple <laughs> mechanism, but it's just like, that's brilliant <laughs> at the same time. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that was uh, Funkoverse, uh, my number four. All right, so my number four is one we've talked about a lot on here, and I'm not going to go too much into it, but I just think it's a lovely game. It plays quickly. It is a phenomenal family game by Game Right Games. It's a little card game, mm-hmm. and it's, it's actually you showed it to me, and I've showed it to several people, and everybody's fallen in love with this game. It's Abandon All Artichokes. Yeah, so good. Uh, it is an amazing game. If you Emma... haven't... Emma something, I think that's yeah. the designer. Yeah, yeah, she's a brilliant, like, that's just such a smart little game. Uh, it's got great art, very, very cutesy art. What's cool about it is, like, if you get all the artichokes together, because there's, what, 40 of them? Because it's 10. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's 10 per character, so it's 40 of them. You can make a little flip book. If you just kind of flip the artichokes that, and all the faces they make, it turns into a little flip book. Yeah, it looks like they're having a seizure all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite hilarious. And then... Um, the, I love the special powers of each of the different vegetables on yep. there that, that this can happen or you're switching cards to the next person. It's got a interesting game end goal because the whole point of it is you're just trying to get all the artichokes. You're, try, you're abandoning all the artichokes in your hand. If you draw up a deck of cards and there isn't a single artichoke in there, you win. Yep. That's it. That's it. It is simple. Very easy to teach, very easy to play, because all you do is you pick up a garden card, you play your cards. Yeah. That's it. And I think it's a phenomenal game. I have a great time playing it, and it's actually becoming one of um, my friend's favorite games. She plays it all the time on Board Game Arena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I hope they come out with a sequel of it, like 10 more vegetables and that's fully compatible. Can you imagine? Oh, man, that would be it would be great if you could play like a, big, for me. Like a big game of this. Because yes. right now Absolutely. you can only play with four, but if you get a... Like a standalone expansion that yep. adds more vegetables and gives you a whole nother set and have like an eight-person play game of this. Because it yeah. plays quickly. You can play it in 20 minutes. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so like, I, like, my first game was Abandon All Artichokes. Cool. My my next game is a game that I just got recently. Uh, I'm a member of the Button Shy group. Um, it, it basically is like Board Game of the Month. They send you out board games. And they just recently started catching up. And I got three of them in the past like couple weeks. Um and I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I'm able to support uh, small businesses like this. And they hand make all of their games, put them in the wallets, send them out. And uh, at a certain Patreon level, they they send you games plus mini games, promos, okay. stuff like that. And it's it's been a really fun experience, and especially trying new games. And a lot of the button shy games are either one or two player. Sometimes they'll be like more, but mostly they're one or two. And some are hits, some are misses. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you're and gonna I get got, that with everything. Yeah, you're gonna get that with anything, especially when they're making so many, right? Yeah. And they uh, created a game called Count of Nine Estates. Now, as much as I appreciate Button Shy's business model, I was very frustrated with this because the rule book is pretty bad. Okay. And and because there is cards where, so they <coughs> use two terms: the like flip and rotate, because the sides of the cards. 
uh, it, you basically put it horizontally. Take that, my phone. Haha. Um, <laughs> they, you have cards that have two different buildings on it, like on the top and the bottom. Yep. But on the sides, they make uh, two different resources. And but they're also double sided cards because they can make different kinds of buildings and stuff. And yeah, really, only nine of the cards are the buildings that you're using. But they also have the resources. The thing is, um, when you use the resource, you tilt the card to show that you've already used that resource. So you just have to like tilt it, even though it still takes up a spot in there. Okay. So it's like okay, but you can't completely rotate it because then you know the building would be upright. And so you have to like tilt it slightly, which I think is fiddly. But the problem is. There is times where you have to flip uh, the card. Like okay. if if you don't if you don't build anything, the middle card that's like the available card, because uh, you could either choose the top card of the discard pile, okay. uh, the middle card, or the top card of the deck. So you have like three little piles. The middle card that's available, you flip it onto the discard pile. Well, which way do you flip it? It doesn't specify. Do I flip it horizontally? Do I flip it vertically? Because that does matter. Yeah. And so I was flipping it horizontally. Um. Or was I flipping it vertically? I don't know. Like, and there's no diagrams to say one way or the other. So it just says, oh, flip the middle one. It's like, okay. So then I, I was flipping it a certain way. And then when at the end of the round, you take all the cards from there and then you flip them again. And then you have an option to either rotate them or rotate one or shuffle them and not rotate them. And, and I was very confused. It's like, well, but if I've been flipping it this way, that already like... All of the cards that I couldn't use in the first rounds, since I'm flipping that way, they get flipped again at the end of the round, so I'm right back to not being able to use it. So that's where I'm confused with this. Like, yeah. At what point do you flip? And I just thought it was too fiddly at that point, like trying to figure out what it is. I hope that they make like a tutorial video that just clarifies a few things like that. Yeah. I know yeah, they yeah. can't redact the rule book. It's printed already. Yeah. But I feel like I would have liked it. If there was a little more clear as to how how the flipping, how the rotating, like all that stuff works, and and like and even as simple as like an example of gameplay, they don't have that in the rulebook because it's smaller. It's only like four little sheets that's folded. Yeah, know? it also because it's like the wallet game, right? Yeah, exactly. So they had to fit it. I I feel like it would have been a cool game, but I was really frustrated with it, and I ended up really disliking it because just of that that lack of clarity in the rulebook. So. I mean, if anybody from Button Shy is listening, like that's all I need is just like a quick little video explanation, clar- clarifying. Um, what would almost be useful in that instance is I wish that they would put a QR code in the rulebook. Okay. And um, and that way you can link it to like an individual page that says, oh, for like errata, clarification, or, or just examples even just put play, a video, whatever, like a QR code in there. This way you can just have like a bigger way to understand the rules right. because. I mean, they're on limited amount of space, what they can do with the rules. So Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. I get Everybody that. has access to the internet pretty much nowadays at a board game right. because of their phones. Right, exactly. So that that's all I wish I would have had. And then I would have been able to do it better. But, you know, c'est la vie. Count of nine estates. It was kind of a hit miss for me. But, oh well, hopefully more will be good. All right, my next game on my list is one, again, we've talked about beforehand. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's a nice little flip and write. And this one is Trails of Tucana. I, yeah, you like this one. I, I dig this one a lot. You're basically just making trails. You're trying to connect, get your points. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. I, I like the fact that you can play the short game, which I think is perfect. Uh, just playing the, the one side, it's like La, the La, La Petite or something like that. It's a small yeah. island where you only play two rounds. You score up and you're done. And the third one is uh, La Grande or something like that. And it's 
three you play three rounds in a sense you get three different scoring uh, times but now i find this game phenomenal it's a it's a good flip and write i actually picked up a copy after uh played it or mutual friends copy and he actually another mutual friend of ours gamehead geek also picked up a copy after playing it because it's it's that good we really really enjoyed it um i know you're okay with it not i liked it quite a bit actually oh, really okay. yeah the trails of chicana i actually i've only played it once and that one time i did enjoy it yeah it I, was, I, unfortunately we had to wrap it up really quick yeah so i didn't get the full experience but i did uh maybe i finished it but yeah, you I mean, just it, yeah we finished. I it. felt like I had to rush it. Yeah, yeah, but I did enjoy it. I like the fact that you're building the trails. You're based on the cards where you have to build. You're you're flipping two guards the entire uh, every round or every mm-hmm. time you're making a turn, and you have to build a line between the designation. So it could be desert, desert, or forest, desert, or mountain, desert, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it also tells you how many cards are in the deck. But the thing is, you don't see one of those cards once every card gets flipped. There's just one sitting there, and you know what it is at the the thing because it's the thing you need to finish your completion and now i have a great time with this in fact because of this welcome to you has been moving down my favorite flip and roll and rights and stuff like that so cartographers is still way up there for me right uh this one i like more than welcome to just because i wow. like i like the spatialness of it trying yeah. to figure out how you're going to make your trials and do i want to connect my a to a because that's going to give me the most points, or do I be careful this way? You know, I can get the bonus points and stuff like that. Yeah. And I find this one fun just because with Welcome to, you're just basically putting numbers in a grid and trying to do do it as smart as possible. With this one, I have to be very smart in how I put my my trails out there. This way, I can try to get things connected to a home base. This way, I can get the points for say this the obelisk or the yeti, which is a cat carrying a club. It's so weird. But yeah, just trying to do all that or trying to get my dragons connected, both of them. This way I can get the bonus and try to get the um, the extra road that I can build. I just love that. And so yeah, this is moving Welcome to. Welcome to still up there. But uh, it's just a lot of the flipping rights and rolling rights because I'm one that puts them all together. Yeah. I, I don't distinguish for flip and rolling rights. So. Yeah, that's the same thing. But yeah, Trails of Tucana, I have a great time with this one. Absolutely, that's cool. Yeah, I, I want to play that one again. So my next one, uh, the second to last one I'm going to talk about is one that I got for Christmas. And it's actually the only game that somebody bought me for Christmas okay. that I didn't buy myself. You know, and I actually had never heard of it. And yeah, I love my mother-in-law. She, she cracked me up because she was like my dad and that they cannot keep a secret at all. <laughs> and, and she had heard me talk about legacy style games before. It's like, well, yeah, you know, you tear up components and, and stuff like this. And she said that when she saw this game, she thought I already had it. And because it uses kind of like a, a like destructive... A yeah. Uh, it's not a legacy game, but it uses... You destroy the components. Okay. Um, as part of the game. And so she ended up buying me two copies of it just in case. Um, which I'll explain in a minute. But it's a game called Ripoff. And the idea of this game, it, it's so hilarious. It's blue-orange. It just released, I think, last year. Um, you get a $100 bill, a nice big paper sheet of money. Yeah. A $100 bill, and you're flipping over cards that, that represent expenses. So it could be like a boba drink or a moped or, you know, like, or like movie tickets, right? Yeah. And they're in the middle of the card. And you're not allowed to get too close to those cards, but everybody uses their $100 bill and tears off part of it in order to cover at least two of the symbols. You have to cover up two of them. 
but you're trying to save as much money, money as, as you, you can, can. Okay. Because after a series of rounds, whoever has the most money remaining, as in the most area on their bill, <laughs> yeah. has won because they've they've, they've covered their frugal. assets. Yeah. yeah, they're more frugal. <laughs> And what's great is that if you fail to cover at least two of the symbols, you have to throw that piece away and try again. Oh, man. It's brutal. And it's so fun. <laughs> it It's like, I loved it. it. The game comes with 200 bills, which is 50 games if you play a four-player, right? Yeah. She got me two copies. <laughs> She's like 400 bills. So what you're saying is you can play an eight-player game. Oh, absolutely. You could absolutely play an eight-player game. And it's just, it's so brilliant. Like, it's such a simple thing. Like, I would probably, I'm the kind of person I'd probably play two bills, like, hand everybody two bills, and then you hope for the best with that, you yeah. know? Uh, just because it, it was kind of short, but I think that's the point, you know? Yeah. The the more fun you have playing a short game, the more you want to play it again. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we played a six-player version of it. With uh, my wife's grandma, who's in her 90s, you know? And she thought it was funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my kids played it, so we had, you know, an 80-year gap between... Uh, your between... youngest and oldest player? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it went over really well, and it was silly. That's cool. Um, yeah, it, it was really cool. That's Ripoff by Blue Orange Games. And what's hilarious is that came from your mother-in-law. From my mother-in-law, yeah. A non-gamer. A non-gamer, yeah. She saw it, and I had never heard of it. Like that, <laughs> I, I've never seen it. That's something that I would totally be interested in. This is now like my third game where you actively destroy components. Or they, you don't destroy it, but they're used as a function. But they're always like cheap so paper stuff. I know so this one bad. now because uh, it's called Ripoff, you said, right? Yeah. And then the other one is that paper cut game, right? Clip cut parks, yeah. yeah. And I don't know what the third one is. Uh, Cutterland. Oh, okay. Yeah, they come with scissors. Yeah, but this one, it makes it interesting because you're not cutting. You're, you're not you're, precise. You're, you're, you're tearing. And there was multiple times where like my kids were like, oops, and then it's like tear off like a big old chunk. Oh, it's man. It's like, well, you're covering them. But yeah, you spent a lot of money. money. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was really enjoyable. I, I wanted to bring that today, but I forgot to do it. Ah, that's fine. Um, let's move on to my second to last game here. Okay. It's one we played last week right here on um, Twitch. Now that you've had a week to think about it, I want to know what your thoughts are. And this is Let's Dig for Treasure, mm -hmm. just for everybody out, out there. I enjoy it. I think it's a good push-your-luck game, having fun with it. Um, it's not balanced at all, but honestly. <laughs> no. I, I would even be I remiss be... saying it's good, but that doesn't no, mean it's no, not fun. Actually, I think it was good. I, I don't think it was a great game. I think it was more in the okay good side yeah. because my equivalency of good is did I have a good time playing it? Yes, I did. There's games that I am miserable playing and don't want to play most social deduction games. Yeah. And But this one, I thought this was this was on the okay good side, not the good great side. Yeah. And I had a great time playing it or a fun time playing it right here live, just a two-player game. I could just imagine the shenanigans when it's more than two people. Uh, I do want to try the other games in this uh, line. I want to try this one, and there's the other one. I can't think of it. It's like uh, Let's Do a Seance or something like that. Yeah, there's uh, Don't Talk to Strangers, uh, Let's Do a Seance, and and Let's Dig, Dig for, for Treasure. I want to do Let's uh, Don't uh, Let's Do a Seance because yeah. I heard really good things about that it's, one. It's like a new version of Machi Koro. Yeah, of. yeah. It says it does like space based Machi Koro kind of stuff, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I want to play yep. that just because it sounds interesting. I did enjoy Let's Dig for Treasures. Um, I'll probably buy to see if I can find the like the collection of all three of them. Yeah, just to have in my collection, even though one of them I heard is not all that great. Yeah, well, Let's Dig for Treasure is not a great game, but it's still fun. So. Right. 
But yeah, so Let's Dig for Treasure was the second to last game for me. Cool. And my last one is not even on my playlist because I haven't finished it yet. And I bought it uh, <laughs> thinking it was something other than what it was. So it's called Cantaloupe. And, uh, it's Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. 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 Cantaloupe, okay. <laughs> uh, cantaloupe, yeah. It's actually L-O-O-P. Yeah. Cantaloupe. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of, it's basically a board game version of a point and click video game. Okay. So, so basically adventure. It, no, it's, it's different than that. So then, you don't have a, an overall map. In fact, you actually have, it, it's way more inspired by point and clicks because there is multiple times where, where you are going to different locations and you have a big book is what it's made of. Okay. And when you go to a location, it might tell you to take a certain card, which is the items that you would gather. And you, when you have certain items, then you go talk to different uh, people. And it actually has a really smart system um, where you have what's called like a trigger log. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a 10 by 10 grid or like 9 by 9 or so. And it'll say like, oh, well, you found this item. Like mark off H2 and take card 30. You know, I'm just making something up. So you take card 30. That's what it is. But H2, that's important because if you're talking to somebody... And, and you're talking to them and, and they're like, no, I'm not going to let you do this for whatever reason. It's like, but if you have H2 marked, you then read this part. Yeah. And then you read that. It's like, oh, well, you know, now that you have this, sure. Yeah. You know, and it unlocks different things. And, and what's great about this game, what makes it so good is that it knows that it's ridiculous. It plays into that fact. There was one, there's been, uh, multiple times where I legitimately laughed out loud. And I'm playing by myself and just doing this. Yeah. Like, like, there was one, like, and I don't want to give spoilers, but there was something I was like, this sounds ridiculous, but it slightly referenced it in, or, yeah, it it referenced it. And I did something that was, like, overly obvious. It was like, yeah, yeah this seems obvious, but I, I don't know what it'll do, but I'm going to try it anyway. And I combined two items and tested it. And it, it was like, oh, it, well... It's like this confirmed my suspicion that that this these pieces act like this. No wonder. Take card, blah blah blah. And I drew it and it said, You're a scientist and it's mocking me. <laughs> it's like you you achieved this because you did something either really smart slash dumb. And I was like, that's amazing. It doesn't and it doesn't affect the game at all, but yeah. it's just like it's self referential. It's just calling you out. The, and there was even like one part where it's like like, huh, that's like you look at something. And it says, oh, that's weird. Like, the, like it's suddenly nighttime in the game. This game designer must be an idiot. It's like, <laughs> why would you do this? And it, it's so funny. It's so, so good. Um, the the story is intriguing. Um, I've already been playing it for probably about four or five hours. And, okay. And, it, you know, it's a one-plus player, and it says anywhere from five to eight hours is a total experience. Yeah. There was a couple parts that was a little weird, but um, they have a really good help system. Okay. And doing it, and I've enjoyed the mess out of it. That's Cantaloupe. And I thought it was a Freedom and Freeze game, which is why I bought it. But it's by Freedom and uh, something else. I don't Friedman or something like that. But it had almost the same, and it's almost the same art. But I was like, it's not green enough. It doesn't start with F. So it does that. It does it have a horrible cover? No, like I don't think the cover's that bad. The okay, then it's not good. a Freedom and Freeze game, right? Exactly. <laughs> but at first, I thought it was, and I was like, okay, I'll buy it. And I found it on a good deal, so pick it up. And I was like, I was a little disappointed when I found out, oh, wait, this isn't Freedom and Freeze. Because it sounds like something he would do. Yeah. 
But I've been playing it. Well, saying you're you're saying it it sounds like something Freedom and Freeze would do. I don't want to touch it. No, no. I mean, it's just because it's so off the wall. Like, it it does it really well. Speaking of Freedom and Freeze, we found out just recently last year, or in 2021, Mm -hmm. that there was two Freedom and Freeze games I like now. That's right. Yeah. Fast Loss was really really (laughs) fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the other one is, but um, if you list the name, I might be able to tell you. It was like one of his smaller ones. Yeah. yeah, I would have to look into it. Friday? Was it? No, you never played Friday. I never played Friday. I didn't like Fear. Yeah, you didn't like any of like the... I didn't like Futuretopia either. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, we'll have to figure that out. But yeah. yeah, there was definitely two, at least. But that was mine. Uh, Cantaloupe. That was, that was what I've been playing lately. My number one game, or the one I'm going to talk about now, my last game, is something that we've played before. And mm-hmm. I remember it just because of... A buddy of ours would say, "Hey, I can make a so much letter words," and it was basically a um, uh, an expletive. <laughs> expletive, yep. and it, it it was something that popped up in my mind. I was like, oh, but that was, was one of the most creative <laughs> clues. <laughs> yeah. There was no way anybody walked away from that not knowing their letter. Yeah, you so, knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, so we had a so I got a copy of it later somewhere down the line. I was able to get it for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was on one of the Barnes and Nobles clearance sales. Like, oh, I got it for like seven bucks. Good deal. Yeah, so I couldn't complain on it. I picked it up, and I was thinking because there's that group that I always talk about the our couple friends that we get together with, mm-hmm. and um, they really like hardback uh, spelling game and stuff like that okay. because they're both readers. And so I was like, okay, let me try this one—a word cooperative game. Let's see how this goes down. We lost miserably the, the two times we played it because we played it over our little Christmas get together before Christmas, mm-hmm. and. We had such a great time with it. It's just, I'm surprised how bad we did. Even yeah. though even though we clued into each other, it was like one of the lower scores. I didn't keep the track of the score. I just know if we didn't make yeah, a certain amount of points, uh, it yeah. was a win or a loss. And so I just gave us two losses because, in fact, um, in our first game, I, I always give that a flub because it's a learning game. Right. But we had a great time playing it. They're like, okay, now that we figure this out, let's play it again. And we both did. Everybody did misering. I misspelled a word uh, just because I, I, I spelled poison, but I misspelled or um, flipped the I and the S. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, that was on me. I was like, no, wait, no. Oh, I, I can't remember. And so someone thought it was potion rather than. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. And so had a great time playing it, though. Uh, we really enjoyed it. It's something that probably go into our rotation if we want something other than just one or other stuff like that. Because we, we play just one a lot. Uh, but Letter Jam, another great, quick, simple game. Co-op spelling game. If you didn't think it would be that good, but it is. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Good deal. So... Now, we are going to go into our discussion topic. We've been playing some good games. I'm surprised we were able to talk about that many, even though it's just been a week. Yeah. Our topic this week was uh, we wanted to revisit our 2022 gaming goals. Or not revisit, but because we revisited. Yeah, Yeah. set our 2022 gaming goals. Exactly. Exactly. So this was definitely a different list for me. I thought when I was about to write this list that it was going to be incredibly difficult so I knew I wanted to be fairly different than last year. Yeah, same with me. And when I sat down to write it, I was like, okay, this would be a good one. This would be a good one. And before I knew it, I had eight. Yeah. Yeah, it was the, fast. My was number easy. three was the last one because I was like, okay, I know my number one and two. And then I was going yes. like, okay, what, what's the year? What's here? My number three was the hardest one for me to do. 
Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't. And now we should clarify. The reason we pick eight is just so it aligns with our top eight debates. Uh, eight, eight is kind of our thing. Yep. And so we pick eight gaming goals. So realistically, we probably won't finish all of these, but that would be great if we did. Yeah, yeah. Get it? Great. great. Eight. Uh, sorry. I apologize. I'm here all week. Um, <laughs> those are our oh, wait, I got my listeners. lightsaber back there. I can meet you with that. Yeah, those of our audio <laughs> listeners, he has, he has already threatened me non-verbally. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, do we have anything to say other than jumping it right into it? Uh, so there are some that are kind of the same, but not compared to last year. Um, I just kind of fine-tuned it, basically. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's mostly drastically different other than my number eight which is exactly the same as one of my other ones okay and it's just because it's something i always set for myself cool yeah i think my number my number eight is similar as well but i have clarification of why yeah so shall we begin we'll do this each round yep all right let's find out so you'll lead us off so speaking of my number eight being the same it's also was my number eight in 2021 uh, i didn't meet that goal but i'm going to try harder to do it this year uh in 2022 yeah. and that's to play 100 new games to me or my app if it's not in my app that's when i count it um, i use bg bg stats on my phone just to help me track everything what gets played how i played it how many times i've played it that sort of stuff so for me i want to do 100 new games that are new to me or the app this way, it's just it allows me to see what I like, and trust me, it goes along with another one on my list here later on. Okay. But like I said, I'm not going to go too much into it. It's the same thing as last year. I just want to play 100 new games and see what I like and what I don't like. Cool deal. Yeah. Um, now, also, how did you put these in order? Did you put them in a specific order? Or? Um, not really a specific order, except for my top two. Those are the ones, the first ones I thought about, and I think those ones are the most important for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I did it as well. My number eight is, this is the one that's similar to last year's, and that I want to remake my game room. And specifically last year it was, I want to clean my game room, which I did. And then it since has become trash since then. But specifically ever since the the downfall of one of my shelves (laughs) uh quite literally um collapsing i decided that these metal shelves that we have filming behind us yeah you know that's that that's probably the way i'm gonna go and they uh each which is gonna be expensive holds 300 pounds yeah exactly well like i said if you get this size ones, uh, yeah, that'll be a little pricey, but they have like the lower, the smaller shelves that are kind of right. like yours, and you can just buy them. Because I think those ones are like 50, 50, 50 bucks a pop. Well, so if you I'm just keep replacing shelf big. by shelf, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's going to be better than the Walmart shelves. And I could probably sell those at a garage sale, you know, not yeah, yeah. expensive. But it's just that, yeah, that was that was frightening. And then also, I built brackets that, that were behind my door, yeah. and those have broken also. So it's just like, I'm not a great builder. Yeah. <laughs> but I w- all I really needed to do with, to solve the problem was to find a way to attach the shelves to the wall, which those plastic shelves are impossible to do that with. And I've tried a lot of solutions and it's just at that point it's I need to get good shelves and without for the carpeting. For our audio listeners as well as uh, those who are new to the podcast, uh, normally we used to record because it was during the pandemic yeah. um uh, through Zoom. And if you notice on his background, they were plastic shelves that you can get them for like yeah, 20 right. bucks at Walmart or something like that. Walmart shelves. And they were like half the size of mine, yep. about as tall, but it was plastic. And they mm-hmm. they looked fine. They looked great, but they just they didn't hold the weight that you would right. want. 
And, and so, I had an unstable floor. And, yeah, you uh, could also go back and watch some of our older videos on YouTube, and you could see what type of shelvings we're, we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my goal, is I want to remake or okay. revamp my, my game room and get it cleaned up and tear out that ugly old carpet from the 70s. and <laughs> That goes you know, under your wall? Yeah, that goes under my <laughs> wall because that was built correctly. Yeah. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So that, that's my goal. So okay, yeah, no, I, I, I get you on that one. Yeah. And so my number seven is actually one of the couple things that are about the podcast in a sense. And that is just my goal is to get... Uh, oh, wait, sorry, sorry. In a sense... Oh, wait, so we're doing... Oh, no, you got to flip, yeah, it, so. flip it. Yeah, but I meant in a sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quarter. Anyway. I was just jumping on it. Hey, I'm still starting anyway. Yep, so. seven. <laughs> um, and that is to get better at my editing on for the video and audio side. I, I think I've gotten pretty decent on the audio side. I want to learn some more tricks on that. Yeah. But on the video editing, I'm learning a little bit more and more as I go along. It didn't help that we took a very long hiatus because of family situations and just everything. And so I want to get better at it. I want to make it more pleasing to the eye, I guess you could say, for the video side of it. Okay. Mind you, on YouTube, normally you're not supposed to have like hour-long videos, but I leave the podcast uncut. I just put it up there. Yeah. And so, yeah, if we don't grow on YouTube, it's fine. I, I want to, and you can help us grow yeah. on there. But I just want to get better at the editing. I want to be able to draw people in just with like our thumbnails and stuff like that. That's the next thing I want to learn is how to figure out thumbnails. But again, my number eight or my seven goal is to get better at the editing for videos as well as audio side. But you were showing me some of the changes that you've been doing. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I like it. You know, it's getting better and better every time. Better so. transitions. Better transitions. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a good job. So keep up the good work, sir. Also want to change our logo for year three. Yeah. That's one of the other things part of this is that not yeah. even on a goal. I just kind of want to get like a better logo for us. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. My number seven is something that I've been struggling with lately. And I, I have methods that I'm going to approach it with. I'm going to reduce my game collection. I'm going to try and get rid of bring the numbers down a lot because I have a lot that I've had for like different collections for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like. I collect like the 3M bookshelf games. Like yeah, those yeah. are probably not going to go anywhere. I have all yeah. the Spiel des Jar winners, yeah. you know, and, and I'm going to... It's like me. I have all the Stonemeyers, and that's not going to exactly. stop anytime soon. No, no, it's definitely not. So I have a couple of methods. What I'm going to do is I'm going to first like put down exceptions, like games that I'm not going to get rid of for one reason or another. Like, yeah. Like part of those collections, those are ones. So about right? half your... Uh... <laughs> right. Well, nah, maybe like a, a, a tenth, right? And then after that, I'm going to pick... Uh, like some of my favorite games, like my top 100, that's almost definitely going to stay. But what I'm going to have to start forcing myself, and I found this out the other day, uh, we, I, we normally go to like take trips and do mass trade-ins. Yeah. And so I started looking through some of my shelves and I looked at one game. I was like, eh, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if I want to keep this or not. And then I thought, what, what's the one thing I need to ask myself to figure out if it's something I need to keep or let go? And I, and I thought of a good way to do it is... Um, would somebody like this game better than me? And that sounds weird, like at first, but it's like, no, no, yeah, like, like would would one of, like would you guys like it better than me? Like, am I keeping this for you, or am I keeping this because I like nobody's gonna like this game better than myself? And really, the ones where I'm like, like I love this game, like you're not gonna tell me like, oh, people are gonna like Carcassonne better than me? No, <laughs> you're not gonna. So I'm keeping Carcassonne. Oh yeah. But like all those games like that, if I can honestly tell you, it's like there's people gotta, who like this better. 
then I should get rid of it. I'm going to ask a question about Carcassonne. Yeah. Since you got the 20th edition, are you going to keep your other Carcassonne? Yes. Because it has all the expansions. Yes. That's what I figured. Yeah, it's all compatible. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, that the 20th edition is probably the one that I'm going to be bringing out more. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cause, just because it's easier than bringing out a bunch of um, a bunch of those. But yeah, it, that's that's one thing that I'm that I really need to go with is if I think that somebody would honestly like the game better than me, whether I know who that person is or not, um, then that gives me a reason to get rid of it. There's no reason I need to keep it if somebody else is going to like it more. And that way, because that was the only way like I was comfortable with it before is yeah. like oh well, if I trade a game to you. It's still in my game group, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You liked it a lot more than I did. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I want somebody who's going to like it. Case of play, what is it? Where, where is it? Uh, yeah, I've given you a few games. There it is. It's right behind you. It's Medieval Academy. I, I really like yeah. like that one. So. Yeah, and I, I thought it was okay. But that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's like, well, Daniel likes it better than me. Yeah, I'm fine with getting rid of it because it's going to a place where it's loved, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so that's my that's my goal is I want to reduce my game by, or my collection by at least a couple hundred games. And that was your number seven, correct? That was my number seven. All righty. So I uh, want to say quickly that welcome back, Illuminous. Yeah, thank um, you. Having a great time here. And he was talking about like he has a hoarding problem. He likes all the board games he has and never wants to get rid of them. Yeah. I was just explaining that we have to call from time to time. For the yeah. longest time, I only had these two shelves. Now I have a whole closet I can store stuff in, a garage yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, I have, I mean, I don't know how many the last count was, but for some reason, I think it's like over a thousand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a significant amount. And it's not that I don't like any of the ones I'm trading in. I've probably enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah. But if I'm not going to play them again, or if somebody else is going to like them more than me, it's like, oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you exactly. Know? They're, they're, what, why can't I just play it when I see it next time? And with you everything know? that we're talking about today, and just there's a caveat. There's an exception to the rule. I doubt you're going to get rid of any of your Stefan Feld games. No. No, I love those. Like, Even you, though both you, of you... That's the same thing. You can't tell me that, that somebody's going to like these more than I, because yeah. I love those games. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that... Easily. That's an easy pick. But, like, I already know one that I'm going to take off my shelf. Uh, Tukey by Next Move <laughs> Games. Okay. I like a lot of the Next Move games, and that's why I bought Tukey. Will somebody like it better than me? Probably. I've had yeah. other dexterity games. It does some cool stuff, but yeah, exactly. If I if I'm at a convention and somebody wants to play it, then yeah, sure, I'll play it. I don't need it in my collection to do it. So stuff like that. That's that's what I'm going to go with, and we'll I'll probably be trading in quite a few games next time. That's my number <laughs> hey, seven. Uh, if we do a trade in, make sure you save room for the rest of us. Unlike last, I time. cannot guarantee that. <laughs> you might have to have your games on your lap. <laughs> All right, number six. Uh, that was a head, so it goes to me. Um, this is the only one that I really focused on for the podcast. And one of my favorite things that we've ever done in our podcast mm-hmm. is our board game breakdowns. Yeah. I, I love that. I want to do more interviews. I'm going to start reaching out, finding people that we, designers, publishers, all those people that are in the industry, that are involved with the games, and we want to do more interviews and talk with them and, and get them on our show and get them talking about the games. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like, I'm, I'm straight up calling you out, Phil Walker Harding. I'm going to reach out to you as soon as I can. And, uh, cause I want him to be part of our show because you, you, you want to pick his mind. I want to pick his brain yeah. uh, as far as the designs go. But really, I just want us to talk about all of his games. His games That's yeah. A good excuse, right? Because <laughs> he's much. one of the few breakdowns that we haven't invited. Yeah, I, we broke down his games, I think. Yeah, we just haven't talked to him. Yeah. Exactly. So that's like stuff like that. Yeah, I want to get know. more people on our show. 
Uh, smaller designers too. I want to get smaller publishers. And yeah, smaller, smaller publishers would be pretty yeah. good. Get them talking about their games, all the stuff that they're publishing. Because I think like one of the first guys. ones uh, we ever talked to was Level Ninety Nine, and that was just amazing. Yeah, they're great guys over there, right? Or uh, Smirk and Dagger too. And Smirk and Dagger, absolutely. And that just rehashes how much I enjoy them as people. You know yeah. how much I like talking to them. And then, but then we've had surprises with like uh, Keith from. Uh, Thunderworks. Thunderworks or you know, uh, Jamie Stegmaier. Yeah, we've never met them before, but yeah. when we got a chance to talk with them, genuinely awesome people. Yeah. And that's what I want more interviews because that was always some of our favorite episodes. And because of Jamie Stegmaier uh, giving us a shout out, that's still one of our best YouTube videos That's ever. right. Thank you again, Jamie. And of course, Kurt, Justin, Kurt, Justin from, uh, from Fireside. Fireside. John DeClaire. John DeClaire. Yeah. Everybody who's ever been on our show, thank you again. And that's why we want to keep going. Oh, that I think Kurt Covert would actually like that. Um, Illuminous is saying one of his favorite games from them was Nevermore. Oh, yeah. Give, give Smirk and Dagger a shout out because Nevermore is a really fantastic game. It's a smart game, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So mine number six is more of a not, – not really a personal one. I just – I miss it. Mm-hmm. And that's getting back to a con. At least one convention uh, this year. Um, have We've missed them for – I think the last con I went to was in 2019. Yeah, uh, my last when, one was Origins. Yeah, our last, my last, no, uh, our last one was uh, the local one. That's right. That was in October. Mm-hmm. And that was the last one I've gone to, and that was in 2019. Even if we go to a local one again that's really yeah. small, I just want to get back to a convention. I miss it. I miss yeah. having a good time, even if we're teaching your games. <laughs> it's still a great time. In fact, I could dig that knife because I sold one of your games. You do. You, you you do help. <laughs> so we have a we have a good time. Uh, the only one that we I know you keep trying to get me to go to. It's just it, it it's not possible because yep. of the the time it goes into. It's the yep. one that's about a few hours away in Tucson. Um, mm-hmm. That's around the same time as my wife's birthday. So yeah, yeah. which is <laughs> it's it's makes hard. Perfect sense. But yeah, I would like to try to get back to a convention, even if it's a small local one. I, I it'd be nice to go to one of the bigger ones, but also. I'm intimidated by some of the bigger ones right. too, but Absolutely. it would just be nice to get to one. Do you mind if I take the lead on my, on the number five? Yeah. My number five is I want to go to a convention. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I had to do this because I hundred percent what you said. Yes. I will make it to a convention at some point this year. I have a few more than one would be great, but yeah, I miss it. Even small conventions just, Get around, show off some of my games, hang out, play some new stuff. Stuff, try to win board games. Uh, win I, board I games. mean, yeah. I actually Always won exciting. my copy of Thanos Rising at a convention. So yeah, yeah, and that was a well, well win, you know. Oh yeah, I had yeah. a great time. Just played it the one time, had a good time with it, ended up winning it. Yeah, my Sword Crafters game. Yeah, yeah same thing. It's it, it's so fun. It, I didn't get to play status. the Sword Crafter game because I was oh, teaching you some of your games. Yeah, it was worth. It. I appreciate you taking the <laughs> taking the hit for me, but yeah, it was so worth it. Sword uh, Crafters was cool. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, going back to a convention for my number six and your number five. My number five. All right, so my number five, again, is kind of podcast adjacent. Okay. Um, and that is finishing up this room. I want to get better insulation for soundproofing um, on the walls because I know it's a little echoey at times. Better lighting is one of the other things that I want to get because right now we've just got Jerry Rig lights up here. That's why we kind of look a little washed out. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to make it a little bit more professional. We got the mic situation set up. We, we could like to set it up where it sounds a little better and that also is with the soundproofing yeah and so we're gonna put try a big to, barrier between us so yeah the sound doesn't wash between another thing is i'm gonna put a couple monitor other monitors here um 
because I have a good employee discount that allows me to get decent monitors. So, <laughs> but so that's going to just help out in general and just to try to grow everything better. Help my, again, that goes along with my editing, make it where it makes my editing easier as well as making recording easier. Maybe set up the, the, the desk here and to maybe go more into a caddy, like a, like an arrow shape. This way we get more of the boards behind us rather than mm-hmm. tuck kind of to the side of us. Right. Um, just to angle it better and just get it figured out as best we can. Um, that's my number five is to, just to finish up this room. Cool. My number five is your oh, number. My <laughs> potential <laughs> number four. Let's see. That's your me. number four is, <laughs> uh, my number four is this one is a personal goal of mine. And I mean, this is my gaming goals, but this is something that is in my collection. I want to whittle down my shelf of shame over here. The, these two shelves right here or opportunity depends on who, who you are. I want to get it down. I'm still going to buy more games, but I actually want to knock a lot of these games off my shelf of shame because they've been up there for quite a while. Um, some of them anyways. Uh, probably Fury of Dracula has been up there the longest. Um, yeah, as well as Bios, yeah, I've been trying to get it played. It's just it's a long game, and sometimes when you're, especially the way um, we've had to do game nights when we can do game nights, is we're trying to get as much games in as possible. Um, so if that's a three hour game, we're not going to be able to get other games in. So it, it just hasn't hit the table for that reason, and it's all partially because of the pandemic, honestly. Yep. Uh, no, mine is not second edition. I have third edition, which was the last one from Fantasy Flight. No. But cool. yeah, just get more games off my shelf of shame. Because um, as you can see, I got the new Roleplayer Adventures I want to get off. Mm-hmm. As well as I still have Coinbra that's sitting up there. Even if I got to play them solo, it'd be nice just to get them off my shelf. Right. My number four is a pretty obtainable one. But it goes into... I, I have three of them pending and potentially more... I want to complete another legacy game. It's very simple. Be- between our groups alone, we have two that are still pending that we haven't <laughs> played because of the lockdowns that we started prior to those. Yeah. Um. You know, I would love to complete one of those, but more, but even just any. Uh, you know, I just recently bought a new legacy game, uh, for another group that I play with that we had played all through the pandemic legacy season zero. Okay. And uh, I just picked up Clank Legacy because I want to try that. You yeah. Know? And I've heard it's really good and it's I know our mutual playing. friend has it that we always talk about. Right. We, we're already in we be, uh, you and I with other players are in Rise of Queensdale Risk and Legacy. Risk Legacy. And I think those are the only two because we did have Betrayal Legacy, but we didn't mm-hmm. complete that one. Yeah. And so I just want to play another legacy game and make it through. Um, and a similar thing will be later on my list, but that's my number four. All right. So number three, three. coin of doom. I will start off. All right. Um, and to answer your question, Illuminous, I don't consider, uh, Gloomhaven a legacy game because it, it, it's a campaign style and legacies can be campaign, but the difference between a Gloomhaven and a camp or a legacy game is legacy games do destroy components. Gloomhaven, you just take components out of the game but you can reset it to play again right and and also to add more to that is that um yeah it's gloomhaven you're allowed to rewind it i think that's the biggest thing is that true if you fell a scenario legacy and campaign i feel is the ability to rewind also with gloomhaven there is a way you can make it a legacy game it is a variant officially in the rules yeah. is where you play permadeath so if your character dies 
kind of like in Dungeons and Dragons, then you you could play the same character. You just have to come up with a new name and you have to start at wherever your levels are. That is a variant, not um, something that is part of the game itself. You just can choose to do it. And I don't feel like, and I may be wrong, like I know the way you upgrade your characters affects your abilities, but I don't think it it changes the storyline necessarily. Like, Gloomhaven is going to have effectively... The, the same like, storyline. Yeah. Your choices are going to affect the storylines because something's open, affect... something's closed. Right, but I, I still don't think that that functionally... Like, it doesn't permanently alter the the capabilities of what you can do in Gloomhaven. That yeah. just really determines what order you do them in, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, in a way. So. And the thing is, even if you finish the campaign, you could still go back and play different scenarios that you haven't played or things that right. were closed off. You can do random scenarios. Um, you can't really do stuff like that in a legacy game. Right. Once you finish the legacy game, you can play the final round over and over again, but even right. then... Now, mind you, there are some new legacies games. Charterstones, I think, was the first one that did it, and yep. I think Machi well, Coral Legacy. Yeah. That you could keep playing. You'll have a, a different version of the game to somebody else, possibly. But it's still, once you're fi- done, you're, you have your own final version of the game that you can play over and over again as a yeah, base you, game. You've told the story. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Uh, so my number three. Do it, another legacy? It's So it's similar to that. that it's was... a campaign game. Oh, okay. That me and my game group started in 2015. And we need to finish it. Ah, Time Stories. Time Stories. I want to finish Time Stories. We are halfway through the last scenario. And we were halfway through the last scenario prior to the lockdowns in 2020. And there's a lot of different reasons, you know, and very fair reasons why we haven't finished it yet. But that needs to be done. And I want to close that chapter in my gaming. Because I still have that game sitting there set up, um, ready to go for when... We eventually get it back to the table. So I might... My game group, we meet fairly regularly. And the next time that all four of us, the four people that were part of it, it, I'm going to heavily push it because I want to complete it. Not to get it over with and and be done with it, but I want to see how it ends and how it wraps up. And then that way we can finally have that, okay, now what do we do now? Instead of it kind of looming always in in the shadows. My issue with it is that I'm in the same boat as you. I've played Time Stories. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm just going to go ahead and say just I'm canceling it for my yeah. purposes. I could restart it because I have the first, the several expansions. Yeah. I'll probably restart it um, and just play through it uh, from the third on and just get like a new sure. player in there. Because our, that gaming group that was playing it kind of broke apart. Right. And so it just be hard for us to actually play it again. So It's difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's And that's one of the things is like my, my game group, we still all meet, you know. It's been almost the same person. We we have changed somebody out in around the third scenario. Okay. But that's that was in, what, 2016, 2017? Yeah. You know, like, that was four or five years ago now. So that's not an insignificant amount of time no. that we've invested into this. This is now seven years later when it and first it's released. Still, yeah, you still haven't now, finished I probably it. got it six years ago. Like, when it yeah, first yeah, came yeah. to North America, I think it was 2020 or 2016. But still, I yeah, mean, no. the fact that we haven't completed this game and it's been done for a few years, it needs to. We need to finish it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, yeah. I do want to try to finish it, but like I said, I'm I'm just considering that one canceled for yeah. me. I mean, it's sitting it, right there. It's more not to discredit your your intent, but I'm on halfway through the last chapter no, that no, they've no, ever I, made. <laughs> you know that that's like reading a really good book and then it's like, oh, I'm at the last chapter. 
I'll pick it up later, and then like you lose the book, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, you don't find it again. Watching a good movie trilogy, and then just like, oh no, no, they canceled the canceled the third movie. It's like, well, yeah. I need the closure. Yeah, no, I, I get you on that. Um, I, I, it's interesting to me. So we're on number three. Correct? Number three. All right. So moving on to my number three, and this one goes kind of to what I've had in 2021 and this is just to interact in the wider community of gaming whether it be welcoming going to game nights at the shop it's just that's game nights at the shop are kind of hard for me right now because i go back to work on sunday yeah um and so i'm getting prepared to get ready for work and stuff like that the night before Mm -hmm. and the shop only does it on saturdays so it's iffy but like tricky also at cons be more welcoming or just on board game revolution or any of the multiple um gaming platforms i am on facebook or on twitter just be interact more just grow us through social media as well as um like i was mentioning i was talking to uh, thomas covert who runs the board game revolution Mm -hmm. uh website and he was asking about what our podcast was what's its name and stuff like that so I was just explaining to him, this is what we do. We're just coming back from hiatus and stuff like that. And I want to do more of that in 2022. I want to interact. If someone asks a question on one of the sites that I want to answer, if someone's saying, hey, what's a good – I I just remember this question the other day, but I couldn't answer it because I was at work. I just saw it. And they were like, hey, what's a good uh, worker placement? That kind of get, that isn't fantasy driven because they played Lords of Waterdeep and that person's significant other really enjoyed the mechanism of the game, but they didn't like uh, the theme of it. And my thought first off went to Viticulture. And so I saw um, what other people were posting. I'm like, well, I don't have to put Viticulture on there while I'm at work just because. I thought that was that was going to be my answer anyways because it's something different. It's not something you you see in a lot of worker placement games and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um that was my number 3. It's just to be more interactive with the community in a wider um aspect. Right. Absolutely. Good. Number 2. I'll be starting off. All right. Uh mine is a crossover. Hold on, uh real quick. Let me start off number two because it goes with something you've already said. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. My number two is finishing up most of the campaigns that I am in. <laughs> you really did not plan this. Start a legacy. I want to finish up the legacies that I'm already in. I'm not af- afraid to starting a new legacy. Uh, that's right. fine. I got Machi Coral Legacy that I would like to get started sure. up. Uh, but I'm just got on alone telling you like my campaigns or legacy games that I'm in. I'm in Gloofhaven, Charterstone, Risk Legacy, Rise of Queensdale, and Pandemic Legacy Season Zero as of right now. Yeah. And that's with me canceling time stories. Right. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, I want to finish these up. Um, Gloomhaven, I have a good chance of doing it pretty soon ish i don't know how much more we have of like the campaign style of the game i'm having a great time that was basically the most played game i had in 2021 yeah and i feel like rise of queensdale we have a decent shot of it yeah it's it's getting close which one had more players was it rise of queensdale rise of queensdale had the full four i think because only one of four players it was just three three, right yeah okay then that's probably more likely. more more likely but yeah i still got to get charterstone finished also um i have a good chance of finishing pandemic legacy season zero i'm playing that with a two-player game with our friend game head geek Mm mm-hmm and we're having a good time we're already going into march so we're already going into the third play of the game so i can't complain i think i'm gonna finish them up but i just want to finish the ones i've already started to get the story because i miss playing rise of queensdale and stuff like that yeah i do too Uh, it feels like we have to relearn it every time we play it yeah because it takes so long especially 
And because I think the big part of it is the pandemic. Uh, we were playing it pretty consistently yeah. whenever we can get the full contingent to play it. Yep. It's just that the pandemic, when once that happened, we'd only do gaming once a month, and we were just trying to get so many games in. We did we do yeah. like a twelve hour session, try to get eight games in that twelve hours. Right. So yeah, that's just my number two is finishing up the campaigns I'm in. So my number two is a callback to one of yours, uh, but it's it's definitely my more most ambitious of my entire list. It's not the most important, but it is the most ambitious. I want to empty out my game, my shelf of shame again. Okay. I yeah. want to play every game that I own. <clears throat> that, and have, like, not every game that I own again. But I mean, like, I want to bring it to zero. I don't want there to be a shelf of shame anymore. I want to know whether I want to keep the game or not because I played it. And that is right now currently somewhere between 80 to 90 games. Which is doable in a year. It's very doable. I have too many to count right now. Yeah, it's and that's and that's the thing. So because I'm now I'm now working with partials down there too. Yeah, I'm now working with different players. Yeah, and trying to find out any games that I have on my shelf of shame that's a crossover with something that they've already played that they can teach me that makes it nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Or if there's games that two players have as shelf of shame, that's a big incentive. Like, oh yeah. Are, are there any on your shelf of shame that I own as well? It's on my shelf of shame. I think you there's can, a few. You can look up there, up there. And there's a couple down there. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I have Discovery Lands Unknown also. So, that's okay. a great excuse for oh, yeah. to, to do that, you know. Um, there's a few others up there. That might be the only one that you and I both have. But I am perfectly fine with, like, teaching you how to play Cloud City, Last Defense, Space Invaders, Sushi Roll. Like, I own all of those. I'll be happily play those if you teach me some of the games that I have on myself, right? <laughs> yeah. And... And that's that's a win-win for everybody. Cause oh, yeah, because uh, I think the one you're thinking about is Pendulum. Pendulum, yeah, exactly. That Yeah, that's the one that we both have on our yeah. shelf of shame. No, no, mine's not on my shelf of shame. I actually played you it. You played the one player, right? <laughs> hey, it counts. It does, it does. I don't discredit that because I've done that with a few of mine. But wouldn't it be great to try multiplayer, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. especially because of the timing. Because yeah. it's uh, you have to play the timing in solo. Yep. And... When you're learning the multiplayer game in Pendulum, you can actually play the first time round or, on time. Uh, basically, yeah. yeah, just to see how it goes. Yeah, and then you can start up the uh, turn ba- or the time yeah. setting. Exactly. No, that that's my goal. Is I want to empty my and I had done it a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, no, I remember because I was over there playing a lot of your Shuffle Shame <laughs> that summer, and you forced yep. your kids to play. Yep, yep, that was definitely I. That was my goal, and I succeeded at one point. And now. Granted, I had brought it to zero, and then I think I got some more games by the end of the year, like for Christmas <laughs> not, or something. Not even by the end of the year. Yeah, but uh, there was a point where I had right, zero, zero games. Yeah. And the thing is, with like shame. when I put it on my list, is because um, before the pandemic, I had only three games on my shelf of shame. The one I was talking about, let's see, I can Fury actually name them. Dracula, Bioshock Infinite, and I think I got the other one that was on the shelf finally off my shelf of shame. And, yeah. And, don't know where it's at yet, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's my goal. It's very ambitious. My number two, I want to clear out my shelf of shame. All right, moving on to number one. And, and my, you're starting. My last one is also uh, very similar to your uh, your number two or three. Two is finishing up most of the campaigns I'm in, or and three, three is interacting yeah. with the. I want to be. I want to expand the inclusivity of games in everything I do in board games. Like you, ha- I basically stole this from your last yeah. year's list, but I completely agree with it. Um, of course, with the game nights, I'm noticing very different players than we've had last time. 
I want every single person in there to feel as comfortable as they can be mm-hmm. when they come and join the game. And I want to be that face that helps them. Look, yeah. come on in. I'm going to be the friendly person that you meet at first, but then I want you to be part of this community mm-hmm. if you're willing to do it. I want it to be to the point where the non-gamers could walk in and know that I'm there for them. To, yeah. to If they sit down, they're like, hey, can we just try a game? Sure. Let me help you, you know, and I'll teach them a game. Like, you don't have to be regulars if you don't want to be, but know that you are always welcome. And I want that to be a thing. And then same with my game designs. I want it to be almost anybody can pick them up and play them. I, w- I don't want there to be like a hard learning curve or like divisive things in it. I want there to be just a lot of opportunity for anybody to feel comfortable coming into my game group. And so that's that's my goal is I'm planning on being more welcoming. And that sounds good. That's a great goal. Um, the, I that's always going to be a goal for mine. I just didn't right. want to put it on the list, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I, that, but there's no way to like quantify it or measure it, right? Yeah. It's just knowing that that's always in the back of my mind, and that's yeah. that's something I want them to do. Yeah. No, I get you. All right, moving on to mine number one, and this one is really important for me because I've missed it, and that is restarting our game group, and we it goes hand in hand with our campaign style games. We were meeting. At minimum once a, once a week, week. yeah. yeah. Uh, if we can't do once a week, that's fine. We could do twice a month. That works for me, too. I just kind of want to restart it. I miss it. I miss playing big groups of games, uh, mm-hmm. having, you know, yummy food. and Yeah, that was always fun. <laughs> yeah, just having a great time and joking around, uh, you know, teasing you about your stuff. Of course. As of always. Course. That's going to be a shoo-in every year. <laughs> yeah, every year. But uh, it, I just I miss the, the interaction, getting the gaming done learning new stuff or playing old things that we know we like getting through our campaign style games. Cause there was yep. a, there was a point in, I think this was 2019 where when we finished one legacy game, we ended up starting betrayal legacy. And, yes. And then after betrayal legacy, legacy is when we started was it before that. Uh, I can't remember it, Neither but, we, can I. but we played some, some form of legacy. Yeah. Like, like a legacy or campaign. And then we did betrayal legacy mm-hmm. and then we added rise of Queensdale and started risk legacy. Yep. And then the pandemic happened. We were like, we want to play those, but yep. there's other games that we want to get off our shelves and play and learn you know that kind of thing exactly so yeah and another thing is i want to get that gaming group and get up and running again this way we can play like just hey hey we're gonna play twilight imperium it's gonna be probably the only thing we play today but let's let's get it out there yeah yeah because i got the expansion over there and i want to be a part of that one next time <laughs> yeah you couldn't make it the last time we played yeah. it and i promise i will learn how to play it like, yeah the, the I, big thing of that is you, everybody should watch overhead. the video and yep. trust me i have to relearn the game yeah. I played it that one time. I really enjoyed it so much. So and I, I fully myself. expect that you guys are going to destroy me because you already have 100% more experience than me, right? <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, I just, want, yeah, that's the game I, I want to get the, the gaming group, even if it's only just once a month. I just mm-hmm. want it because when was the last time all of us played together? I want to say as like, maybe we June almost or had July. A game, yeah. a game last month, but, yeah, yeah like. But, know, again, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. Struck, yeah. yeah. Uh, tricky, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple months. Yeah, so I want to get the our gaming group started up again here soon. Uh, probably in January when you're hearing this this month, I'm gonna yep. try to set up something. 
The only thing is, it's kind of, we have to figure out how we're going to do it, because we have to still do our recording schedule. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll discuss this whole thing afterwards. And then I'm possibly going to be starting up a second podcast with our friend Gamehead Geek. Oh, very cool. That's news to me. You heard it here, folks. That's (laughs) amazing. And so we've been talking about it. We'll probably start setting that up soon, too. So just i got to be juggling two podcasts in the editing for everything. Sure. Yeah. Hey, but it'll (laughs) be all uh, worth it. We talked about it with him. I think that podcast is going to be twice a month. So okay. cool. Very fun. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. yeah I might so. even do so. <laughs> I might even tune in, which is funny. Cause you don't even look at ours. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Cause, uh, we record it. So I don't want to live it again. Yeah, exactly. I already got to discuss this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> already. So that was my number one. Cool. So that is our 2022 gaming goals. Let, hopefully we'll get more this year than last year. Last I'm year. sure we'll, well, we will. I'm positive. I'm very confident and optimistic that we will. So we definitely want to thank uh, Illuminous, of course. Thank you for tuning in as well. And anybody else who turned into our live episode, if you ever want to join in and join in on the discussion with our live episodes, we wholeheartedly encourage it. We love interacting with, with the viewers. And especially as we're filming live, it's always fun. We love to yeah. hear your input. So if you want to do so, join us at twitch.tv slash everyday board games and please give us a subscribe so that way you know when we join online uh, our schedules does vary from time to time so get that notification and come join us and chat as well as you can always find all video re-uploads on youtube at everyday board games 2020 and if you like what we do there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform subscribe if you're not like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And uh, just a res- another thing, I want to get us on Apple. It's been a pain in the butt. I do want, that's another goal. <laughs> we will find a way. We will find yeah. a way. Um, if you ever have any ideas for future episodes or just want to reach out and say hello, you can do so at everydaybordgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as you can also get in contact with us on the, our official Twitter account, at EBG Podcast. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.